Welcome back to the 3PL Summit. We have an exciting lineup for you all day long. We've had some great morning sessions. We have another one right here. Uh, we have David Hoffeld, author of a couple of sales books, and it's all about science and sales. His new one, which will be out here in the next week or so, is Sell More with Science. And it is all, you know, Science-based, I guess I could say. Right, David? Yeah, absolutely right. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah. You were here with us last year at the Virtual 3PL Summit. You've been on Put That Coffee Down a couple of times. We've talked about The Science of Selling, which is the book you published, I think, what, November of 2016. And now we have Sell More with Science. Can you give us a breakdown of, of, of kind of how you look at selling and, and analyze it? Yeah, well, the exciting news is that today we have access to literally thousands of scientific studies that can inform all of us on the specific things we can do to become more effective at selling. And so in my first book, we really focused on how does the buying decision occur? And we deconstructed that using science and showed how we can align how we sell with it. But in this new book, I turned my attention really to us as sellers and we look at what does science say regarding the mindsets we can embrace or the specific traits we can embrace or the way we can achieve more of our goals and even the way we position our product or service or even sales ethics. What does science say regarding all that? And when you look at it, there is just an ocean of information that you and I can leverage to help us be far more effective when we're engaging our clients and potential clients. But let's talk uh, throughout mindset. I think that's that's kind of the fundamental, the, the the first step in a successful endeavor, whether it's sales or business or relationships, whatever it is, is that mindset. Can you dive into the science behind uh, the mindset and why it's so important for success in anything you do in life? Yeah, this is really, really powerful because the scientific research on this, and there's decades of it, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies that we read over and it just really confirms that success begins in the mind. And that's not just a cliche, science says that's a reality. But not only that, but there are specific mindsets that are predictive of heightened levels, not just of sales success, but really success in anything. And in the book, we dive into a number of these mindsets. One I'll share with you real quickly is what I call an achievement mindset. The researchers refer to this as self-efficacy. And this really is the belief that can I accomplish any goal? And what the research shows is that your belief in accomplishing a goal is actually a precursor to actually doing it. And so that all of us have an achievement mindset. The question is, how strong is it? And what we've seen from the research is Think of your achievement mindset as almost like a mental thermostat. It, you, it's a self-imposed ceiling. And there is so much interesting research on when people break through this self-imposed ceiling and they grow their achievement mindset that it takes their ability to achieve more to a whole nother level. And the good news is science shows us the specific things that all of us can do to grow, responsibly grow our achievement mindset and really set ourselves up for a lot more success. And, and that really reminds me of maybe the first sales book ever written, or certainly the first self-help book, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, right? It was all about that mindset, kind of what 
you detailed right there, and now we have science to back that up. What are some of the, the most interesting studies uh, about mindset and breaking through that, that barrier, that, that, I guess, exit velocity of, of getting out of your own way in a lot of, a lot of ways? Yeah, there is so many really powerful research. And when you read the research, it's just a, it, it, something you already know. Of course, how you think matters. We all get that. But really, when you see how much it matters, it, it, it really takes you back. And what the science shows is how all of us can responsibly, and I say responsibly, grow our achievement mindset. What doesn't work is a lot of times lying to ourselves, or people will look in the mirror and say, hey, I can do it. I can sell more. I can sell more. I can sell more. And that doesn't do the research as anything. In fact, it's actually counterproductive. A number of studies have found what does work because it creates overconfidence. But what does work is building your confidence responsibly. In fact, one researcher, a social psychologist, David Myers, said that our confidence grows through hard-won achievements. In other words, we want to challenge ourselves. One of the top things you can do is you want to earn your success. You want to earn your confidence. And when you put yourself in challenging situations, because any goal is going to be a challenge, so you can break that down into little challenges, things I can do today, things I can do over the weekend. I earn my success, and you'll find that your confidence will naturally grow as you push yourself. A second thing, though, the research shows that kills an achievement mindset is negativity. And we all struggle with this, especially in selling, where there is a lot of rejection, even for the best of us. And so how do you deal with that? One strategy that I created based on the research is what I call reflect and flush. So it's powerful and it's simple to do. So when something negative happens to you, let's say a sales call that doesn't go your way and it's messing with you a little bit. I mean, it's, it's plaguing your mind. It's hard to go on to the next. Reflect and flush. First thing, reflect on what is the lesson I can get from that? So I want to use everything to get better. So what could I learn from that? And once I identify a lesson and I think about how I'm going to act on it, then I refuse to think about it anymore because any more of pondering that situation will just pull me down, not build me up. And so I want to flush it. Mentally, you flush it, and instead you refocus your mind on something else more empowering. Reflect and flush frees you to when something bad happens and bad things occur in life and in sales, you reflect on what, how can I use this to get better? And then once I've squeezed all the value out, I flush it. I will not think about it anymore. You just refocus your mind on something else. And if that thought comes back into your mind, and often it will, you just, again, say, no, I'm not thinking about that. And I refocus on something else and it frees you. So it builds you up rather than tears you down. And most of us, if we think about over our, our course of our life, oftentimes the things that limit us in our achievement mindset are just comments by others or situations that are very challenging that we allow to beat us up. And so you want to take control of what you think about because the science says that can be transformative. And that is exactly right. That is transformative. Uh, a lot of the, the things that weigh us down, it's like chains that we can't get out of our own way in, in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it is reflecting, you know, learning your lesson and then putting it in the past and doing better your next action, the next day, the next week, next month, and just keep learning all the, 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 the baggage and the garbage. Just let it go. And it's, it's, it's very freeing. 
and it allows you to focus on things that will help you instead of lingering or dwelling on on past past items or past failures that are going to weigh you down and impede your progress. Yeah, exactly right. And this is not a small issue. I think everyone knows this matters. What the science, as I mentioned, what it really shows is it matters more than you think it does. And oftentimes, the one thing that is holding many people that I coach or train back is their mindset. And once they embrace, this is just one of the mindsets we talk about in the book, but once they embrace these empowering mindset, it frees them up to go to a whole nother level. In fact, one way to think about it is more often than not, the biggest reason you're not more successful is how you think. Mm-hmm. You are what you think in a lot of ways. If you think a lot of negative thoughts, a lot of uh, things you can't change in the past or you can't change around you, you're not in control of those changes. If that's where you're spending most of your mental energy, uh, you're not going to get anywhere. You focus in on the on the items you can change. And a lot of that time that is hard work, it's, it's attitude, it's activity, and it's learning every single day to, to get better and better. Yeah. And that's another one of the mindsets we talk about in the book as well is that growth mindset, which is the idea that your your sales skills will apply to selling or like a muscle that you must continually develop. And what we talk about in the book as well is what science says. And this is, I think, really a strong takeaway is how do I grow my growth mindset? How do I because growth mindsets are really predictive of sales success and success in almost anything. The key is, okay, how do I do that? And we list a number of specific things you can act on immediately so that you can begin applying these. Because that's the key. It's acknowledging that it that it matters. And then, okay, what do I do about that in the real world? And that's what I've really tried to put in this book is exercises, examples, far more than the last time that walk you through application. Okay, how do I do this? Okay, I get it matters. I get here's what the science says. But how do I live this out? Like, how do I make this help me get better? And that's what we focus on application that that is the key it is and you talked about goals at first too mindset and goals i mean goals don't really matter if you don't have the right mindset but if you do have that right mindset that growth mindset or the growth squared mindset how does that affect the, the goals that you place in front of it? you know how you define your goals and how you go achieve those yeah you're exactly right those mindsets what people find is when they grow that achievement mindset and they embrace uh, a growth mindset not only are they more willing to choose bigger goals that can be more transformative to their life and career, but they're also more likely to achieve them. It just opens up their whole thinking. But what's really interesting too, and we have a whole chapter on this in the book, is what else science says regarding things any of us can do to achieve our goals. I'll share with you a couple real quickly that are simple and easy to use. Number one, there's a lot of research that shows that goal specificity matters. In fact, one meta-analysis that looked at over 35 years of research on goal setting, and they said, okay, what is common among all these studies? One of the big takeaways from that meta-analysis was specific goals matter. In other words, sell more next year is not a, a good goal. You want to get very specific so you know, okay, where am I in relation to that goal? But that's not all. One thing that's really interesting that I've implemented from the research is keeping your focus on your goals daily. And a lot of successful people talk about this as well, but the research shows out of sight, out of mind because of how our brains work. There's some fascinating science on this, but what this means for me, 
one of the things I do is I wrote down my top seven goals and I have them right in front of me in my bathroom, right next to my mirror. So every day, at least twice in the morning and at night before I go to bed, I'm, I can't help but read through and think about my goals because they're literally staring me in the face. One final thing I'll share with you that's really interesting in the research that I haven't heard before is something called mental contrasting. And there's about 25 years of research on this. It should be more well-known than it is. But what it says, there's four steps to it. Number one, you think about, okay, what goal do I want to achieve? And then second, okay, why does that goal matter to me? That's great. But really where mental contrasting gives you um, some real value and helps set you up for success is the next two steps. The next, the third step is where you say, okay, what obstacles could come up when I'm achieving this goal? And you start thinking through, okay, what could actually happen? And the research shows this doesn't demotivate you because you've already thought through the goal and committed to it and understand why it matters. You think about what obstacles? Well, this could happen. Maybe this could happen. And then the final step is you begin to develop plans. If that does happen, what will I do? What's really interesting is the data shows that when people do encounter those obstacles or even others that they hadn't thought about, because they've gone through that mental contrasting process, that they're more resilient, that they're less likely to abandon their goal. They're able to adapt more easily. They don't get blindsided. And because any meaningful goal is going to present a lot of challenges as you pursue it. If it was easy, you would have already done it, right? So anything that matters is going to be hard. And mental contrasting sets you up. So when that challenge arises, it doesn't, it doesn't catch you off guard and it doesn't demotivate you. In fact, you're able to respond really quickly. And so mental contrasting is just one of the many things that science says we all should be doing regardless of the goal. Sales, personal, doesn't matter because it radically improves your ability to achieve that goal. And that's really interesting because I found myself doing that over the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years, you know, and, and I've, my success has, has, has grown because of that. It's, it's a little bit like um, don't sweat the small stuff. I know, what, I know what I want to do. You get these little obstacles. You just work through them. Uh, a lot of times there are opportunities. If you can turn them into op- little opportunities, it just accelerates you to your goal. Um, but I, I didn't realize that I was going through those four steps. But it really is true. You know, there's a lot of things that used to bother me quite a bit. They don't even matter to me anymore. You know, it's just a problem. I'll just work through it and continue on to where I want to be. Yeah, it's so empowering because when you look at the science, for example, of goals, we talk about seven science-backed strategies in the book and using one or two of them uh, radically increases your ability to achieve any goal when you use all seven and it supercharges it. I mean, they have a compounding effect. So science, it's, it's interesting. Successful people figure out a number of these things through trial and error, but it's rare someone's using all of them. So regardless of how successful, or even if you're brand new to selling or anything else, you can leverage the science in your favor. And it just gives you this giant push forward where now you're setting yourself up to experience more success faster. And that's why the science just brings such transparency rather than trial and error and trying to guess our way to success like we've all had to do in the past. Today, we can leverage this science. And when you do, instantly, it always works and it always makes you more effective. Um, It's just amazing. And that's why I love sharing this information with people all around the world is once they use it, they're 
they always come back and say, oh my word, like I'm able to achieve stuff I didn't think I'd be able to achieve for years. I, I can do it now in months because I'm leveraging some of these principles in my favor and that can make all the difference. And what were those seven steps again in, in the, the, the new book? Yeah, so I'll go yeah. through them real quickly. Number one, we want to focus on goals that captivate us. And we talk about how to do that to make sure those goals uh, are motivating to us. Second, we want to get into really specific goals that we can feel good about committing to. Third, we want to focus on that mental contrasting uh, that I shared a moment ago. Keeping those attention on your goals is also key. Uh, another thing that we didn't talk about is breaking it down into sub-goals, right? So if I have a big goal of increasing my sales by 54% and I map out what that looks like. Okay, what does that look like on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, a daily basis? What's my plan? Uh, a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? And that doesn't mean anything. So what can I do today? What do I need to scale up on? What do I need? Who do I need to talk to today so that when I compound those activities over the days, the months, uh, and the weeks, it's going to make a big, big difference. We also talk about something called action triggers as well, which is a way to reduce willpower when it comes to achieving your goals, because that's a big problem is oftentimes you don't feel like pursuing a goal, even if you're motivated, you just don't feel like doing it that day. And action triggers, I use them personally uh, when I write my books. It, it It's a game changer when it comes to doing those things. And if you've ever had this happen, and I know everyone has, I want to do something today to move closer to my goal. But when it comes to that time, I want to push it off. What do you do? Action triggers will change it. And then the final thing is really looking at the biggest, one of the biggest problems with achieving goals is they happen in the future. And what the research shows is really fascinating. We devalue our future selves. In fact, studies show we view future David, I view, I mean, David a year from now, almost the way I view helping a stranger. I mean, I want to do it, but how much am I willing to sacrifice today to help future David? All of us know this. Maybe in our younger years, we can all relate to uh, in an evening. Maybe we, we have a little, we indulge a little too much in, in some things. And the next day we go, why did I do that? Because we devalue morning David up tomorrow, right? We're like, well, nighttime David wants to have fun. I don't really care about morning David because I know he's not going to like me, but it doesn't matter. So the good news is there are specific things that researchers have found to reduce this effect because this is a major problem. One of the things the researchers looked at was retirement savings. How do you motivate people to save for retirement? Because that's 30 years in the future for some people. And so I don't really care that much about, you know, 65, 70-year-old David as I do this version, right? I want to spend my money and have fun. So what can we do about that? And that's a big deal when it comes to goals because goals happen in the future. But the only way they happen is if you make changes today. And so we talk about specific things we can all do to improve in that area too, which I thought is really a unique contribution to science and something that you don't often hear in the, as far as practical strategies in the self-help literature. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, I never really thought about it, that, that we devalue our, the future, our future selves so severely. I know we do, we do devalue, you know, we don't have the same amount of value on it, but I, it is like a complete stranger, you know, Kevin in 30 years, uh, complete stranger. Why should I care? <laughs> exactly. And it's, but there are neat things you can do. For example, one study I'll share with you on retirement, they had uh, a little knob for the participants and they would say, how much money are they going to save? And what they did was they put a picture on the screen and they hooked it up. So when you turn the knob 
the more you turned it, so 10, 15, 20, 30% of your income, whenever you turned it to, the more this picture of you, but an older version of you, they aged the picture at a retirement age, the more the person would smile. And what they found was this made a huge impact on how much money people would commit to saving for retirement. Why? Because it gave them a picture of, okay, that's a future me. I can see a picture of it. And now I'm more attuned with, okay, what's going to matter later? But there are specific things we can do just through some thought exercises that are very simple, but we can get that same effect and really set ourselves up to do those things we want to do, but we find hard in the moment that are going to make our lives so much better down the road. And so that's where I think this science is illuminating. It lets us know what's reality. And then, okay, what do I do about it? How do I actually get better because of it? And as, as we've talked about so far, everything we've talked about applies to selling and everything else in life you want to achieve. So this is one thing about this book I'm excited about. Uh, this can be applied to selling, but it can also be applied to just anything you want to achieve in any area. And it'll give you that extra uh, oomph you need to get to it. Sells is life. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Aaron take a picture of myself and age me 30 years. I'm going to put it on my monitor. So I think about the future Kevin from now on. Definitely. And I, I relate, you know, on sales and writing two things that I do uh, almost on a daily basis these days is uh, the, the hardest thing to do is, is get up in, in the morning and pick up the phone or pick up the pen. Because there are two things that, that hold limitless possibilities, but you have to get your mind right to sit down and focus and do it because it's difficult. It is difficult. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, that helped me um, that I mentioned action triggers that take a lot of the willpower out of it. What an action trigger is real quickly is it links a behavior with an environmental stimulus. So what that means in English is I'll give, I'll give you a real life example. When I was writing my first book, I was falling behind. I was busy. I had a lot of demands on me. And I would say, okay, I want to write for three hours today. I'll try to do something in the afternoon. The afternoon would come. I'd be busy. I'd say, well, I'll try to do it in the evening. The evening would come. And you know the deal. We're just getting pushed it off uh, further and further. So I'm like, okay, uh, you know, physician heal thyself. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? I got to use science. I, I couldn't find any help. And so I started researching it and I stumbled on action triggers. And here's what, the one I did. I made up an action trigger that after I put my children to bed at night, I would write. And so every, I never wondered, when will I write after I put my children to bed? So almost all of the science of selling was written between 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. in the morning, almost all of it, because now I didn't have to try to get willpower to write. I knew, OK, when am I going to write after I put my kids to bed? As soon as they were in bed, I would come down in my home office or, and I would start writing. And it freed me because I didn't have to try to find the time because I had this appointment with myself, this action trigger. And what the research shows is you are 300% more likely to do a behavior when you do an action trigger than almost anything else. It is incredibly, incredibly powerful. There are so many cool studies on this we could talk about all day. But action triggers, if you're not using them, uh, you should be because it'll make your life much easier and make it more likely you do those things that will help you accomplish your goals. And I will start doing that. I'll read about it in your book coming out. When, when does when, when's the official release date? March 22nd. It will be released. We have electronic version, the hardcover and the um, audio all coming out on the 22nd. But you can pre-order anytime, anywhere fine books are sold. 
Perfect. And that is Sell More with Science, David Hoffeld. Thank you so much for, for joining us. I'll have you back on and put that copy down uh, again once the, the book is published and we can sell some copies for you. And for all our audience out there, stay tuned for some more great content, content here at the 3PL Summit.